We've got our own satellite. I know. I have hacked into it from time to time. Felicity works with the Arrow. Do you know who the Arrow is? My team has a similar setup, but with more pointy objects. I knew you two would make a good team. I need to slow them down. You look amazing. Yeah, you do. What are you gonna say? Bad stomachache. Really bad diarrhea. Yeah, I'm not comfortable with that excuse. Just go. It's time for Flashing Arrow, Cinema Geekly's Flash slash Arrow podcast, where Glenn and I each week discuss the uh, these two DC shows on the CW network. Uh, the first thing we're going to cover, as always this week, is The Flash, and it's season one, episode four, called Going Rogue. And as we uh, we uh, alluded to last week, this was uh, the... Uh, it, it's a crossover, right? It's, it's, it's like a slight crossover, but it's definitely a crossover. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a crossover in a sense of like an angel whenever Willow would show up every once in a while. Right. So um, this this was the, <laughs> a, a crossover of uh, Felicity Smoke, who is uh, Oliver Queen's uh, extremely short term flame. I was going to say like former flame, but they're like a they're like an item for like what one episode, I think. Uh, up until he starts talking again. Half an episode. <laughs> yeah, ten minutes. Um, so, um, anyway, this uh, this week's episode starts with uh, Barry Allen. Essentially, he's doing some, like, exercises, right? Like, they're testing his ability to... Uh, um, not only how quickly can he move, but, um, you know, can he multitask while he's moving? Yeah, and uh, in in this case, he's playing like ping pong and chess, and uh, I think what operation and operation against a doctor, yes, yeah, against Caitlin Snow, who's um, we'll talk about it later, but <laughs> man, oh man, I I don't know, I don't know what happened. She was okay in the first couple of episodes, and in the last <laughs> couple of episodes, I don't know what the hell happened. Good God, um, so I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, so so this is this is going on. In the meanwhile, in the, in the midst of the silliness, uh, there is a very well coordinated uh, heist taking place where these guys are are robbing a, an armored vehicle, and uh, this is uh, the uh, the would be Captain Cold and company, right? Yes. Um, although he's not really Captain Cold yet. No, but he does become he do, he is called Captain Cold. Oh yes. Um, so uh, Oliver, of course, races to the scene, and uh, of course, Captain Cold guy gets away and everything like that. It has to. We have to. We have to continue to set up the episode, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know why he couldn't. I don't know if chase them down while running really fast because it's not like he was going to stay there for you know the paramedics to get there. Sure. I'm, I'm just. I'm just wondering why the episode didn't end in five minutes. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, with his ability, I mean, you'd really think it could, but uh, apparently not. Other times uh, I've understood, but this one in particular, I, I did not know why it didn't end in five minutes. Um, so Oliver, uh, not Oliver, I'm so you because this this is scene with Felicity, so I'm used to saying Oliver. Um, so when when Barry Allen and uh, and um, Iris get back to Barry's place, there is Felicity to check up on him, and it's it's very clear 
um, he does have feelings for her, despite the uh, the comments that are made a little bit later on. It's just that he has stronger feelings for for Iris, but it's, it's very clear that he's he's got a thing for Felicity, and uh, it has returned the feelings. Um, I think more so from her part, right? Um, so th- this is our crossover, obviously. Um, the uh, and of course Felicity can get into Star Labs and all that stuff because you know she hangs out with the Arrow, and uh, of course Harrison Wells knows all about her because it's it's one of his hobbies, I guess. Glenn is to keep Check up on all the attractive, really, uh, attractive genius girls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a good hobby. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, if you're gonna pick a hobby, if you get your choice, <laughs> uh, there are worse hobbies out there. So stamp collecting uh, would would <laughs> oh wow. Well, would be boring. I, I would. I would think in comparison. Oh, that you said she would. It would be like stamp collecting. Oh no, like, no, no! Oh wow, that was like no, oh, no. That might be one of the most sexist things I think I've ever heard you say. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was saying in comparison, stamp collecting would be a like a, a worse option for for hobbies. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, the uh, Captain Cold. I'm going to keep calling him Captain Cold because his his actual. His actual That's name right. is uh is Leonard is Nart. Snart. Yeah. Uh is even is even more ridiculous sounding. <laughs> um but anyway, he uh he gets his hands on uh what the the cold gun. Cold gun, yeah. Basically, uh it was we find out um or cryonic gun. Cryonic gun sounds better. Um we find out that Cisco Ramon is the one who's actually developed this weapon uh, before he knew that Barry Allen was Barry Allen, right? Uh, before he knew that he was a good person, he developed it to to kind of counteract him, and uh, basically explains that uh, when the the faster you move molecules, the the more they heat up. So a heat ray uh, theoretically would travel much faster than say a cold ray, uh, but because he's super genius, he had developed this weapon that moves. Uh, very, very cold atoms at a very high speed without warming them up. So it's like a really fast, uh, freezy gun. Think, think Mr. Freeze, kind of. He's, uh, they're, they're very similar. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, so he wants to get a diamond in this episode. Um, there, there is a scene where Cisco reveals this to Barry, and he, is, he has a very whiny tirade uh, against Cisco, uh, which is completely ludicrous as we'll i will discuss later but um there, there's actually a really great kind of double date scene with uh barry and felicity and uh and iris and uh uh joe west's partner whose name i just never am gonna remember no matter how hard i try eddie thon i mean you should really know the name it's pretty important it's gonna become important okay um because for right now he's just the uh the partner slash boyfriend of a character i could care less about um I guess he's not Joe West's boyfriend. Though that sounded like I meant he was Joe West's boyfriend. Not the case. Um, Joe West's boyfriend and Iris's partner. I mean, it kind of works. And Joe and Joe West is, is of course great in this show. Um, moving back to the moving back to the story here. Uh, so um, there's um, so there's a scene where we get we get Captain Cold for the first time, right, with the crying gun and everything, mm-hmm. and the glasses and the parka. Yeah, and uh, and Barry Barry shows up, uh, and uh, he basically wants to test how fast. Uh, Barry is, and he's he's shooting people left and right, and Barry is saving them constantly. Um, and then there's a really great moment where he sees a dude that's kind of far away and shoots, and Barry sees it, and you get like the super slow mo of Barry trying to outrun 
this this you know this ray of of cold or whatever and it just hits the guy before Barry has a chance to get him and the guy dies which might be the first time something like that has happened to him in this show um and I thought that was great like something like that needed to happen to him mm-hmm. uh, because up until now he was like batting a thousand um so something really bad did happen and that's why he loses it really on on Cisco um not because it's understandable perhaps that he would have created this weapon to maybe stop Barry because he didn't know who he was but it's the fact that he did create that weapon and that weapon killed somebody and now it has to rest on not just Cisco's shoulders but everyone else's as well um so of course Felicity uses her arrow helping skills to help the Flash and their team uh locate Captain Cold um of course this is just a trap so Cold can escape um he's on a train and the whole plan is is uh is not to attack the Flash it's to keep him busy long enough for Captain Cold to to really escape and uh basically he uses the 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 chronic gun to shoot through like the bottom of the train and it freezes up the tracks and freezes up some of the 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 mechanism under the train and basically causes like this massive derailment um Captain Cold escapes before the derailment of course but um, then, then we get a, a really cool scene of Barry kind of zooming in and out of all the cars, saving people as they're flying in the air and exploding. And it's really awesome. Uh, this is the first time so far that, uh, a character on the show was not captured or killed. Uh, Captain Cold did escape and, uh, was never captured. Uh, so, uh, Barry did save everybody, but uh, it's not the the happiest ending of all time. Felicity has to go back uh, to her home as well, but not before uh, her and Barry have this discussion about how uh, she has feelings for Barry, but Barry doesn't seem to see it, and Barry has feelings for Iris, and Iris... See, it's all very ironic, Glenn. Uh, but it does seem like there's but definitely... he does point out that she loves Oliver. Yes, which um, she should have said something along the lines of, well, that didn't work out very well. Um, like that's not a thing anymore. Um, well, I mean, no, she did kind of point that out, but I think it's more obvious that she has feelings for Barry and he doesn't see her in the exact same way outside of that. Um, you know, she, she, you know, they, they have this kissing scene, which certainly seems to point to me like they're now in a relationship, right? That was, that wasn't like a friendly, you know, nice to see you friend to kiss on the cheek type situation. That really kind of seemed like maybe we're in a long distance relationship now. I don't know. It was very confusing because it really did feel like it was going to be like, all right, pal, see you later. And gives her the old chuck on the shoulder. But uh, that's not what happened. So uh, I'm a little confused as to, to what they're signifying there. But uh, we do get um, like a post episode scene. And for the first time also, it has nothing to do with Harrison Wells, which is great. Uh, we see Captain Cold, um, who has tracked down his former partner, who has an affinity for fire. I'm told by other people that this is going to be Heat Wave. So there you go. You got Captain Cold and Heat Wave. Lots of, uh, lots of natural uh, elemental type. They're like bad the guys. evil Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yes, there you go. You should have got Weather Wizard in there. Oh, man. Earth, Wind, and Fire, oh, it would have been so good. Uh, unfortunately, that was not the case. Uh, Glenn, what were your thoughts on this episode? Well, I mean, I liked it. It's it's weird because as going into it, I'm like, man, Captain Cold is really lame. And uh, and I, I really like Wentworth Miller like in general. 
I, mm. I don't know. I just always, I've always like been a fan of his. Sure. Um, but I did and didn't like him at the same time in this. Right. Like he was way over the top. Oh yeah. Um, in the seriousness, but I guess as it went along, I seemed to enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. At first, I was like, "This is terrible," but when the episode actually ended, I was like, "You know what? I don't really mind it. You know, I kind of get it." Um, right. So. Yeah, I mean, Barry, I don't know. Grant, just when you said when he was whining in that scene, I was just like, wow. You can really tell this is a CW show with this moment. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying, it was one of the, it was really immature writing. Well, I, I thought I was watching Pretty Little Liars for a second or two. Yeah, I mean, I like Grant Gustin, uh, yeah. but he doesn't have... You know, he has the gravitas of, you know, a high school student. You know, yep. he doesn't have the gravitas of somebody who's really angry and, like, this really upset him. This is, you know, this upset him on, like, a teenage level. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it. it's like the words he was, the words he was saying weren't, like, the words of a teen, right? But the, like, the delivery and everything about it just felt, you know, like, teenager, kind of. Like, it, I don't know, it just didn't have any force behind it and it... And it, yeah, I mean, and it's also kind of a, I mean, yes, somebody to die, and that was terrible and, and tragic. Um, but at the same time, it's like you can't be pissed at Cisco for creating this thing to stop you when he didn't know who or what you were. Uh, you know, for all, you know, and he mentioned it. It's like, for all you know, you know, for all we know, you could have been one of these psychotic people. God knows we have run into enough of them. Uh, so you, you can't blame me. But he's like, nope, blaming you. You suck. Yeah, and like no one's on his side at all in this. That was no. like the most. That was, that a was the weird. dumbest thing about it. That was a little weird. Yeah, it was, it, he had a. Not even the rational scientists were on his side. <laughs> I mean, I understand like Harrison being mad because his big thing is like you know Barry be protected, get him to this moment of infinite crisis for whatever reason. Right. Uh, but like even Caitlin is not even on his side. Just like talk about Caitlin Snow in this episode, Glenn. She is god awful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bad. they need to make her the Killer Frost real quick and then have her die just as quick. And then kill her, yes. I mean, it, it was just... She is kidding. And it's weird because I've, I always liked Danielle Pana Baker. I mean, I've also never seen her try and be a scientist. So, like, it's <laughs> a little bit different. But, man, yeah. she is... She's terrible. She was okay in the first two episodes. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know if, like, they can just recast her role next season. And not address it, you know, like Don Cheadle. <laughs> holy shit, she is not good. Yeah, I just get somebody else who comes in. They're like, I'm here, deal with it. Yeah. Uh, I believe that was Cheadle's first lines in uh, yeah, Iron Man 2. Brilliant. He's just like, new character, moving on. Uh, well, not new character, but new actor, moving on, essentially. Um, this is going to be, uh, outside of the acting of Caitlin Snow, um, there are things... I, I, you know what? I actually think this might be my favorite episode since the pilot. Yeah, uh, I really did like it easily. Um, the, uh, I mean, I already mentioned the really great scene where Captain Cold kills that it guy. It looked good. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been no problems with the look of this show. It's, it's a, uh, it's held up pretty well. Um, the scene where the scene where Captain Cold kills somebody and Barry is not quite fast enough uh, to to stop it. Uh, that was great. Obviously, the 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 whole train, the scene was really cool. I mean, yeah, that it did I mean, not look bad. I no, mean, I mean that was like that was like two or three notches below 
you know, what you would what you would expect to see in like a, you know, a flash movie or something like that. Like it what the the visual effects weren't quite up to that standard, but it was really close and it was passable. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty big thing to like do. Yeah. The CGI and Nicolas Cage is knowing. <laughs> except, you know, that was a movie. Sure. <laughs> quit, quit quit knocking knowing, Glenn. I'm going to get upset here. Um, I know. The, I, should, uh, I should know better. You should know. <laughs> uh, the um, it, A couple of other things I also kind of liked. I, I We've already, this is well established that a lot of the, the villain names in The Flash are kind of ridiculous, right? I mean, a lot of the villain names in in. And a lot of things, right, yeah, are, are kind of ridiculous. Are pretty ridiculous, especially, yes, the Flash ones are... Ri- and that, But, I mean, that that just... The reason why they are so campy is a lot of those names... They're old, are, yeah. His characters, yeah, they carried over from the old times. And even this, the Flash in general, I mean, they, they've already joked about it, you know, like, oh, you're going to have a museum after you one day. Oh, no, I wouldn't want that. And it's just, yeah, yeah. you know, that is the... He's, he's a lot of cheese, and that's... Right. You know, that's why people like the Flash. He's just... He's that kid that's you know part of the Justice League. But but here's where here's what I like what they've done. They've uh, they've put this on the shoulders of Cisco Ramon, who is an eminently likable character in this show. <laughs> and his whole thing is that he comes up with the names for these characters, <laughs> yeah. And they're always like it, it's almost always admittedly like a cheesy name, like oh that's a, yeah, like Weather Wizard. Boy, that's a dumb name. Um, but you know, he, in this episode is the same thing. He's like, I'll call him captain cold. And he's got this look on his face. Like, eh, that's a stupid name, but I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it is a nice way of going about it. Yeah. Like they, they just don't have somebody going like, I'm captain cold. And then everybody kind of, you know, giggling at it. They've got this kind of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've kind of got this nerdy, nerdy science guy who's coming up with the names. Like he's read way too many comic books and he wants to come up with the names for these guys. And, they're almost always goofy, but he's like, you know, whatever. Um, so even when he calls him, he, you know, he, he calls him Captain Cold. Cisco does to his face at one point, and he kind of just smirks at him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, he does look ridiculous, though, with the parka. And the, like it, he it, it almost felt like he's like, I've got this cold gun and I've got to wear these glasses anyway. He's like, let's just not take the gimmick. Let's just take the gimmick all the way to the top and I'll put on like a, a parka with like a fur you know, like the fur around it. I mean, that, it that's his silly. outfit. <laughs> it's yeah. not... And it all looks, it looks silly, like, but... okay, the gloves, yes, because I could see where that gun's cold. Yeah. But I, I, I wouldn't say it would create its own little atmosphere around it where he needed a parka. No, I mean, I, I understand they probably just did it as a, as an, you know, as just a nod, but it, it is dumb. They can keep the goggles, that's fine. I just, when he put the goggles on, I was like, he's like the Eskimo version of, you know, Riddick. That's oh my god, that's exactly such a great... what I kept thinking. Oh, that's so great! I'm like, man, that's Ben so Diesel would have been really cool as Captain Cold. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't even think about that. That's, that's such a good pull. Um, so yeah, the uh, I, I I liked I liked all that. The gun was cool too, the cryonic gun, and it yeah, also bad. and it also uh, and it also uh, existed to to make another point in the show, which is Barry can be harmed. Like he shot yeah. Barry not once but twice in this episode, yeah. and one time hurt him, one time trapped him. Like, uh, you know, it's like uh, that's that's really important to know that he's not invincible. Uh, so they set that up. Um, the you know he he escaped, so he's not a one and done character, which is nice. Up until this point, they've all been one and dones. Uh, for just the- like a lot of 
the earlier episodes of Arrow as well. Oh yeah, we're all kind of one and done. Like, yeah, I think again, what Deadshot was like the first non one and done. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got that, and as I mentioned earlier, uh, for the first time, no Tom Cavanaugh like sinister re- revelation. <laughs> No, they just happen throughout the episode. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, look, it, that's better than the that's better than Yeah, the... no, no, it was fine. It was just like I guess they're not doing it at the end. They're just doing it. I mean, it was ominous, but like the same time like I could see him being pissed in real like without knowing like what his motivations are. I could see that him him being pissed, but Right. Um so uh <laughs> top. a score Glenn for uh, going rogue. Uh, what did I give last week's? I think uh, maybe like a three and a half or something. Yeah, like that. Well, we'll say uh, not not. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like there are moments I didn't like, and then there were moments I, I again they give Joe West the cheesiest fucking lines, and like just listening to the words, I'm like God, that sounds dumb. It's like, but you know what? He it just works for him for some reason. He pulls off the like the worst dialogue, uh, which is a talent. But I, I don't I don't know like I don't want to say four uh, you know like, like three and a half again I mean, it was about I mean I liked it more but I don't want to say it was a four it wouldn't it didn't make that big it, it to me it wasn't that big of a jump but I did enjoy it right um so wait did you give it a score yeah three three and a half oh, you three, know like oh, three seventy five like we've been doing I swear that I did not hear anything um I'm I'm gonna give this one a four I really like this one quite a bit. Uh, the, uh, I, I think what really sealed it was maybe like, um, kind of everything from that guy dying onwards. If you remove Barry's whiny complaint written, yeah. uh, thing like outside of that, like the whole, uh, roller coaster ride to the end was all, was all just great. And it, it not just saved the episode, but like elevated it like well above the previous two that we had watched. Um, so yeah. And it's, uh, whether or not they're gonna, whether or not they're gonna, they're going to, you know, uh, rise above that going further uh, is uncertain. But uh, for the time being, um, the show's on a fairly good roll, I'd say. Yeah. It, it, to, and we may talk about it at the end, but to me, it's odd that they're taking a couple weeks off. Like, I figured they would be airing the same time as Arrow, and Arrow is not taking a week off. To me, that was a little odd. Yeah. So maybe the Flash is going to actually be on this next episode at the end or something. I don't. To me, it was a little strange. Like you're four episodes in and you're taking a break already. Like that's pretty ballsy for a new show. And uh, now we're going to hop into Arrow season three, episode four, called "The Magician." Malcolm Merlin is in Starling City. The world is a dangerous place. The daughter of Ra's al Ghul is not to be trifled with. You have to do whatever it takes. I understand you're not killing people these days. My father may be the demon, but yours is the devil. Father of the year. Break your vows. Kill your sister's father. Kill him! spooky uh let's handle the flashbacks real quick here um i'm I'm just gonna take the flashbacks straight from wikipedia because the flashbacks in this episode seemed almost completely pointless to me um (laughs) well one of them was pretty gruesome and and like like the most tv generic way i was just like oh shit 
Well, sure, but I mean, just like the story yeah. general. Yeah, it was like I feel like nothing happened besides virtually the no one. bearing. So, and I mean, and, and it was summed up really quick, right? Here we go. In yeah. flashbacks, Oliver completes his first assassination and learns that Amanda Waller was behind Edward Fire's actions on the island. Yeah, that's about what happened. There you go. <laughs> oh, and he got a he got a laptop from the dude who's been watching him. And oh the, yeah, yeah, sure. He bribed a, he bribed a, <laughs> he bribed the guy's kid with And he killed snacks. the guy while he was eating ice cream. Like yes. stabbed him in the throat in a market while he ate ice cream. Like that was like, man, that sucks. That guy was just he was having a good little stroll and a good time and just and then that was it. What a dick, right? Yeah. Well, what can you do? I don't like you all over Queen. He's been through he he's been through a lot though, so you gotta Well, my five years on the island. I'm sorry. <laughs> well it changed him yeah yeah for yeah. sure um so uh so into the actual episode of arrow right uh thea's back in town with oliver um they're out um at dinner apparently i think she's gonna reopen the club yeah she has investors that and people miss it so she's trying to get enough money to buy the club back from uh ray palmer verdant or whatever it was called verdant verdantium verdant I'll go down at Verdant, meet get, me a girl on FarmersOnly.coms. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I know that's not their crowd. Uh, we then zoom to a shot of, uh, of, <laughs> of Sarah Lance's grave, and Laurel is there, still looking beat the hell out of. And when she turns around, uh, none other than, uh, how, how would you pronounce it? Naisa Nissa? I think Naisa. it's Nissa. Nissa Al Ghul, the, uh, one of the, I guess, one of the many daughters of. Of uh, of Raish slash uh, slash Raz Al Ghul, depending on who the hell says it. Um, in the uh, in the comics, she's like the half sister, right? Something yeah, like sure. that. Um, well, in the no, no, in the comics, her name's not even Al Ghul, right? It's something else. But she's in the comics, I think. I'm almost positive, right? Hold on, I gotta. I want to say yes. No, yeah, here it is. Uh, Nissa Ratko? Ratko? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's right, that's right. I'm she's sorry. She's the daughter of Raz Ogul and the half-sister of Talia Ogul. So there yeah. we go. She's not um, that important. That's why I don't care about her. She's not that important. Uh, but she is there, right? Because uh, she was uh, she was in love with, with Sarah, so. Yeah. Um, and probably checking in, like, uh, she's like, uh, yeah, Sarah was here for, like, a thing. And uh, she kind of hadn't checked in in a while. Uh, she was... Um, she was on the hunt for Malcolm Merlin, right? They're like, he's alive, and she was out looking for him, I, I believe was the story. And uh, she hadn't reported in in a while, I'm presuming, and that's why Nyssa shows back up again. And she's like, hey, where'd she go? And Laurel's like, she's dead. And uh, Nyssa's like, I must have revenge. Uh, so she goes and finds Oliver, um, and they have this uh, discussion about, you know, who it may have been. And she's like, pretty sure it was... Uh, Malcolm Merlin and Oliver's like pretty sure he's dead and she says pretty sure he's not and uh, she takes off and he sends uh, Arsenal slash Roy slash parkour kid to follow her which is brilliant uh, you get this new kid who's just he's essentially the Robin to Batman in this situation you go follow this incredibly dangerous assassin Roy try not to die yeah it was um I, I was like what, she not gonna know he's following her yeah like she's gonna know like, I was expecting Oliver to walk out the door and there's, like, Roy impaled on, a, like, a street sign, like, right outside. Like, he didn't make it five feet. That would have been pretty badass, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and then, then they could have, you know, rebuilt him and made him Arsenal. Oh, see, there you go. For reals this time. 
Um, so yeah, obviously Malcolm Merlin is, is still alive, and he's not he, he's not even hanging out in Corto Maltese anymore. He's back and he's back in the city, uh, keeping an eye on his daughter from afar. Uh, so um, anywho, um, basically uh, Oliver tracks down Malcolm and uh, has this discussion right about Sarah, and he's like, look. Uh, Razo Ghul was was really pissed at me. Why would I kill his daughter's, you know, lover? Essentially, like that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Why would I want to take the guy who's really mad at me and make him even more mad at me? Um, Oliver, I think believes him, right? Like, uh, you know, he saw something behind his, uh, behind the eyes of John Barrowman, and uh, he he believed what he was saying. Um. So, yeah, he's basically like, I'm just here to, to, to keep an eye on Theo. Um, however, uh, uh, Nyssa learns that uh, Thea is uh, Oliver's sister and also Malcolm Merlin's daughter. So basically her brilliant idea is to, to capture Thea in an attempt to, you know, to get Malcolm. Uh, and by the way, uh, she does do this while Thea and uh, Roy are having a conversation. And Roy is, of course, absolutely useless. She she doesn't kill him, but she takes him out like almost immediately. Yeah, he does a uh, flip over a car, and then she just shoots him with a dart. Dart. <laughs> Down goes Frazier. I mean, that was oh yeah, it. oh yeah. He put up no fight whatsoever. Um, almost completely useless. Um, so anyway, yeah, this this happens. Uh, but before Malcolm Merlin can arrive, Oliver arrives to try to, to, to rescue his sister. Of course, uh, Malcolm Merlin arrives shortly thereafter. And then we get a three-way dance between Ness Al Ghul, Malcolm Merlin, and the Arrow. And it was pretty fun. Um, after uh, after uh, they kind of uh, stop all the shenanigans, and by shenanigans I mean attempting to kill each other, um, Oliver becomes insistent that Malcolm Merlin is not the person who killed Sarah, and Malcolm Merlin insinuates, essentially, that it was Ra's al Ghul, right? Like, he'd kill anybody without yeah. thinking about it. He's never considered Sarah part of the group. And, um, you know, he insinuated that Ra's al Ghul would, would think of their relationship as degenerate, right? And this is the degenerate person who took his daughter's heart. Uh, he spoke in very poetic terms. I wonder if any, everybody in the League of Assassins speaks in poetic terms like that. Um. I mean, if you've ever, you know, in the video game, they're not exactly non-cryptic. Right. So, uh, they, and even in the comics, yeah, they definitely have their own style of language. Uh, basically, this is like bullshit, uh, Malcolm Merlin. Uh, and Oliver's like, I don't care how much shit you care or give or what it comes from. Uh, he believes Malcolm Merlin and basically says as long as Malcolm is in the city, um, Oliver has his back. And uh, she's this is like, well, you know, bad, bad call, dude, because now I'm not now I'm not your friend. Uh, I'm your enemy. And that means the whole League of Assassins is uh, is coming for your ass. Um, so basically, uh, she leaves and uh, all all's well that that ends well, apparently. Uh, but then at the very end of the episode, once again, we get uh, we get one of these uh, surprise ending type deals. And uh, this time it's uh, it's Nessa Al Ghul talking to her father, and then we finally get the Raz Al Ghul reveal. And it's not Liam Neeson, and it is not Liam Neeson, unfortunately. Um, who was this person? Did you? I didn't even look to see who who it was. Uh, I forget his name. 
He not Liam Neeson. That, that's how I'm gonna remember him. <laughs> <laughs> not Ma- Liam Neeson or Ken Watanabe. Not <laughs> Liam Neeson. Got you. Um, I'm going to. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm trying to look here to see. Um, uh, it looks like they're saying it's Matthew Nabel. Who sure, is that sounds good. An Australian actor. So there you go. Uh, thoughts on this week's episode of, of Arrow, sir, the magician. What'd you think? I liked it. Um, I don't know if the, I, I, I know that like, obviously Oliver knows something's up with his sister. It just really bothers me how dumb and the, how dumb they're having him play it. Mm-hmm. Cause like he's playing it so dumb that I almost believe that like, is he really just, just dumb and blind when it comes to his sister? No, no, no. He, he knows what's going on. Never mind. He, he right. noticed the, the water, or the coffee on her hand before, and uh, just like, oh no, he's just waiting for her to come clean. Um, and uh, this kind of goes to a shout out to all our, our Brit followers, uh, a word that I know they love to use. Mm-hmm. Um, but Laurel, and I don't use this lightly, Laurel is really becoming a cunt. Like, <laughs> there's just, there's right. just no way around it. I mean, Laurel is, uh, wow, she is just gung ho all of a sudden. And I get it, but at the same time, it's just, uh, it seems a little, little too much. Yeah, she's in the uh, other direction. It's too extreme. It doesn't. There's just, I don't know. She went from feeble uh, news reporter to, you know, like I'm gonna hunt down Sarah's killer and, uh, like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can see it too. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I would use the extreme uh, descriptor <laughs> that you use, sir. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, in fact, I, I'm positive I would not have used that word, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, that's everybody. You can email that to, uh, to Glenn. I don't have Glenn's email. I, I, only, uh... I only used it because we, we talked about, uh, we have a lot of people in Britain and I just, I know that's one of their favorite words. Oh, sure. So absolutely. Here, that, that word is much more watered down than it is here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but if you are an American, send your hate mail to Glenn Bove at, okay, uh... <laughs> she's, she's kind of a bitch. I mean, if, if, if I need to do, if I need to use a word for the American audience, cause if you we can can't back, handle it. If you can backpedal a little bit, yes. Uh, we can't handle our words here in the United States. You should know that by now. Um, You're right. <laughs> the, um, uh, but yeah, this was a, a really solid episode. What I mean, uh, outside of Laurel, uh, any negatives? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, not really. I mean, I I did I enjoyed it a lot. Um, outside, I mean, we talked about the flashbacks being completely. Uh, useless for the most part. Yeah. Uh, I mean, up until the end, where Amanda Waller just like, oh man. I mean, I, I love the lady who plays her because she mm-hmm. just, she just plays it off so well. Well, I mean, sometimes the episodes kind of parallel each other a yeah. little bit. I mean, I guess it does a little bit here because for the most part, it works. It seems like this season in particular, it just they haven't like, worked yeah. as well. Yeah, like the. Like once he got off the island, and it just that the novelty then kind of wore off a little bit for me. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I mean, I guess it's it not does. like fighting for his life all the time. Right. I don't know. He just doesn't seem like in any actual peril. It's just like this looming shadow of right. he could die when Waller wants him to die. I guess. Like, like how did this? Yeah. Like how does this help make him the arrow? Like, yeah. uh, like I don't know. But um, so I mean, I guess it does tie in a little bit because and Malcolm Merlin's awesome, of course. Oh sure. Um, but this does talk about you know, the, the flashbacks were about his first assassination under Amanda Waller. Right. And yeah, this whole episode was also kind of about how like Oliver won't kill anybody. Um, anymore. 
Well, I mean, I guess it's like it, the whole episode wasn't about it, but they do bring it up a, a bunch, I guess. So in that regard, I think, you know, they're tied together a little bit. But outside of that, uh, not so much. Um, you know, Nissa El Ghul, as you mentioned, is definitely like a lesser character in the whole League of Assassins. Uh, She's only been around for 11 years, so. In DC terms, that's a, a newborn, practically. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but she's okay in this show. Like, uh, and it, to me, it always works better when it's three stunt doubles in costumes doing really cool fight scenes. Uh, which I, that's I, what we got. I presume that's what it was. Uh, but it, that, was all, that was all cool. Um, things like that. And, um, you know, I mean, it does make sense. Obviously, she would have had to have shown up. And I... Uh, but but it basically it serves for a bigger picture type situation, right? Oliver's protecting Malcolm Merlin, and she's like, "Well, you've just made an enemy of the League of Assassins." And uh, Daddy's not happy, right? Uh, which which could all end up being very cool. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we've we've got all that going for us. Uh, scores for uh, episode four, The Magician. Well, let's see. Last week, I think I gave it like a two and a half. So this oh was yeah, you were not a fan of Corto Definitely was not a two and a half. Um, you know, it was it was three, three and a half. I mean, it was, it was solid. It wasn't. Um, I mean, nothing like outstanding in it. I just thought it was a really solid episode. I mean, there are a lot. I loved, like I said, the, the Malcolm Merlin. I mean, of course, it's just because he's John Berriman. But I did love his moments. I love when he first like jumps into the fight and he's like, "I think us three have a misunderstanding or something." Yeah, I, I did chuckle whenever whatever line of dialogue he used. So I mean, that was nice. But no, I mean, it, it, like I said, it was solid. It was solid. Nothing crazy. Was it me or was there no Diggle in this episode? Like, was he there a little bit or it he felt was, like he was not there at all? I think he was in like two scenes and said like three words, which were hold up, Oliver. <laughs> hold that's, up, dog. That's, that's about what he says every episode. Oh, Oliver, hold on. We need to talk about this. I don't know. He's like his Jimmy. Think, about, think about what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no baby Diggle. You're going to get yourself killed. You've got a family to worry about. Something like that. Yeah. Um, with you from the beginning, man. I, and you ain't doing this on you. <laughs> we started from the bottom, and now we're here. I, I uh, do. I love Diggle. He's so <laughs> awesome. Oh, I love. I love him as well, for sure. He needs another standalone episode again. That was pretty fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. Whenever he accomplishes anything, me and my daughter have this code for whenever he accomplishes anything, and uh, we shout out Diggle Wiggle, and uh, she does. Like <laughs> She does like a dance, like wiggle, 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 wiggle. yeah, like we, yeah, and it's a very serious. Like he dances, but it's, it's always with a serious face. Like he doesn't enjoy <laughs> dancing. It's like his touchdown. It's like his touchdown, like his end zone dance. If he if oh, okay. he accomplishes something, and we're like diggle wiggle. Um, if only he would actually do it in the show, uh, that would be <laughs> incredible. For the time being, it just it, for the time being, it just gets performed in our living room. Uh, okay. um, maybe one day it'll be on the small screen oh for for sure hopefully uh if if uh if the right people hear this episode of the podcast you, you never know <laughs> it, it could make it in before the end of the season so <laughs> you'll definitely be suing somebody oh absolutely we're gonna get some <laughs> we're, we're gonna get those uh we're gonna get that podcast equipment upgrade for sure then uh all right <laughs> let's uh let's wrap it up um so we're gonna be back next week with not an episode of the flash because they are taking a one-week break, uh, yet the Arrow is not, which is strange. Yeah, um, we, it, it, it's a little odd. Except, like I said, like you're four episodes into a new series and you're going to take a break. Like that's that's pretty ballsy. Yeah. Why? Do we know why they're taking a break? On is there like a? I don't know. Like I'm I'm guessing that maybe at the end of this episode, or I, I don't know. 
maybe it's just it probably has to do with something how it works with arrow trying to line some certain things up and maybe something that happens in arrow is going to affect the next episode of the flash i mean we know that there's one that's like arrow versus flash so mm-hmm. um maybe it's something like that they're just trying to tie it in you know like you know a lot like how agents of shield was you sure. know last year just trying to line it up with the movies so maybe sure. it's something to do is trying to line it up with the show i don't know well, uh, thanks a ton, CW, because up until now we were going good. I could just say season one, episode four, season three, episode four, and now it's going to be all confused. So God, It's going to suck for you. We're, we're going to have to do like 13 takes at the beginning of each episode. It's, <laughs> it's going to be horrible. Um, so for Glenn Bove, I'm Anthony Lewis. We'll be back next week on Flashing Arrow, talking only about Arrow, season three, episode five, The Secret Origin of Felicity Smoke. Felicity Smoke.